You actually have to make sure you feel the wave coming and to pull yourself up and over. So the idea is to do a very far stroke rate. And as you feel the wave coming and you're lifting to get above that, um, you, you slow down and you use the pressure of the wave to pull yourself over. Welcome to the Beck and Siri Show. And here at Team Series Tri Club, it's not just about swim, bike, run. It's about who you become. On our show, we don't just talk to you about swimming, cycling, and running. We talk about mindset. We talk about fearless authenticity and being your very best self. Hey, Cam here from Team Sirius. This week, Beck talks about deep water running, open water swimming, and sighting, your thoughts on weight training, and whether or not you should be training with your carbon wheels. Head over to TeamSiriusTriClub.com for more tips and advice. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Team Sirius Tri Club. Here for our live chat, and before we get going here, I am going to welcome all our new members. We have lots of new members, um, and we had a few uh, awesome military that I gave away uh, some free memberships to, which we want to thank you today on this beautiful Memorial Day Monday, uh, 2019. It is May 27th. It was my wife's birthday yesterday, which was exciting. But I want to uh, welcome, we've got quite a few people uh, that joined up over the last few days. So I'm going to go in and welcome you guys. Gerardo Malels, and I think he calls himself Javi, because um, that's what it looks like on his email. Aileen Vision, uh, Lisa Walker, I think we already welcomed last week. Uh, we also have um, two military people that joined. One was Nicole, uh, and one is, let me see, let me see. I've got to try and find these. Okay, I'll get back to it. But we have quite a few new members, so welcome if you're new. If you're new and just um, joining, please let me know if you just joined up so that I can um, welcome you as well. So uh, we definitely want to welcome um, someone who served in Australia, Nicole Powell. She, Powell, she's an Aussie and she served and I gave her a, 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 a uh, honorary membership for protecting our country in Australia, obviously. Um, and we have a US one as well. So also welcome to, we have a new guy called, I don't know how to say your last name, Chris. It is Chris Marukami. Please, please correct me, Chris, if you're on. Chris Marikarmi. Janet Dixon is on. Maddie Vella is on. Maddie just had an amazing weekend uh, of four or five days of really solid training. So, Maddie, I'm so proud of you. Uh, who else do we welcome? Robin. Um, so, we also have a new member. Her name is Robin. Let me get the last name. Uh, gee, I'm not very good at this, am I? Robin, if you're on, I'm welcoming you. Robin joined as well today. Um, and I'll go back through. We have a Helen that joined as well. So welcome, Helen. So we have quite a few newbies. We have a Lee. Uh, uh, I think it was, yeah, Lee Gasper that joined today. Awesome. So we have quite a few new members. So I'm not going to get lost trying to find all the new members. But welcome, you guys. Brian is watching. So Maddie Vella, um, let these guys know how your last four days have been. I'm sipping coffee because our whole um, trip today was just, we've been nonstop for the last three days. So hi, Mike. Hi, Mikey Mac and hi, Mark Siegel. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How are you guys? Um, I'm going to get into the questions because it is Memorial Day and we actually are doing Siri's birthday dinner at 5.30 and I don't want to be too late for that. So um, let's go with the first question, Helen Lindemann. Can't wait to be with you today. I'll be doing my open water running, but would you mind explaining how to actually do it? Oh, okay. 
Maddie sent the video explaining but hard to know to actually run. I've researched it. Make big turns with your legs so glutes and hamstrings are working. So, Helen, um, you really honestly are literally trying to run in the water. Um, people make the mistake of trying to kick their heels straight down and run with a uh, with the heel dropped and then they're not like flexing their toe at all. There's no plantar flexion. So you're basically they're just bringing your foot through um, the water like this. Like you're not actually keeping it like that because a lot of people keep it flat. So you're just bringing your foot through and just honestly making like a normal running movement. Um, it's as simple as that. The more you can make it a simple running movement, um, the better it'll be. So I would just try and really literally, um, it should be the same motion as running. Uh, Nicole Duback, tips on, Nicole Duback, now she's one of my athletes. And she's asking tips on open water siding. So we do a lot of that. So Nick, I don't know why you're asking this because you actually should know the answer, especially with, given that you swim with our squad <laughs> and we do a lot of it all the time. But I'll bear with that. I'm, you, I can probably definitely be beneficial to answer it for lots of other people as well. So um, open water and siding. Now, Anne Perry Hogan is not on here, but I am going to tag her somehow because she just won uh, the Masters um, swim on the weekend and it was really, really scary and choppy. And she said she had an amazing race. And she said you actually have to make sure you feel the wave coming and to pull yourself up and over. So the idea is to do a very far stroke rate. And as you feel the wave coming and you're lifting to get above that, um, you, you slow down and you use the pressure of the wave to pull yourself over. But the best way for siding is that when you're swimming, a lot of people make the mistake of doing this head up and then they try and breathe. So the idea is head down, okay, and then you look up and breathe to the side. So you don't actually, so you're, this is not very good because I've got not very good angle, but you look up and then breathe to the side and incorporate that in your breath. So you want to look up, breathe to the side. Um, and you don't try and breathe to the front. The biggest mistake people make is trying to breathe to the front. You incorporate it in your stroke with as less um, disruption into your stroke pattern as possible. So I would say that every eight strokes should be sufficient and always try and breathe bilaterally because if the buoys are on one side or the other and you're only breathing to the right and the buoys on your left, you're going to go really crooked. So that really helps as well. Um, Shell's asked me again about this 70.3 10-hour training plan. Um, we can probably get under 10 hours for that, but up to 10 hours. So I already really have um, like a, I think it's like an eight to 13 hours. So it's pretty much averaging around 10 with our, we call it beginner. It's not really beginner anymore. We call it now seven to 10 hour or 11, seven to 11 hours of training because it's not beginner at all. It's basically all our plans are based on time because we use perceived effort. So um, it's not used to be beginner, intermediate, advanced. And it's more seven to 11 hours. And then it's like, uh, I think 11 to 14 hours and then, 17 hours or something like that um for the advanced more advanced ones so if you can do one session a day you want the like the the beginner uh plan um which is less than usually less than no more than 13 hours at the most and usually around eight to ten hours so we um have had a few requests so maybe i have to get myself going to write one that is all sub 10 hours i can absolutely do that there is definitely you can definitely train for a half ironman on 10 hours a week um as long as you're doing the hard stuff during the week the intervals not staying in the gray zone and then you your long stuff on the weekends you can totally do 10 hours hey susie campbell hey nancy um 
Weight workouts recommendation. Okay, Susie, you've listened to a lot of live chats. You should know that we don't recommend weights at all. Um, we do sports-specific strength. And um, I'm sorry if you haven't heard it before, but there has definitely been a lot of talk. Siri and I get asked this quite a lot. We never, ever recommend specific strength work outside in the gym because it's not sports-specific. You can get injured. And honestly, it's not... Um, it's not um, conducive to swim bike run it'll only make you slower and you know series tried with several athletes with rinny and stuff like that and early and they've just gotten injured or they've bulked up um or they've just you know they haven't had the flexibility they need for uh the swim bike run so our strength work is done in the pool with band only or paddles and band or an eeny buoy full of water and band that's sport specific strength that works on your catch our run work is done on undulations like hilly runs and hill reps and incline sets on the run and our bike strength work is done um, very low cadence. And this is one where you can get really big gear and strength work when you get finally get adapted to it, starting at one minute, two minute, three minutes and building up to half an hour. One of my guys, Leo, who's an amazing cyclist, um, he probably rides sub 210 for, for 90K. He's down to 40 to 45 RPM. And when Siri coached Luke McKenzie, he used to do really big gear work down to like 30, 40 RPM. So it feels like a proper like squat, like a one-legged squat when you're pushing down. And that's actually a great way to develop strength for the bike. Um, it's very sport-specific. The only things we would do in the gym or recommend the gym are mobility stability work, where it's a lot of core work and a lot of glute work and activation, a little bit of hammy activation, piriformis, um, a little bit of quadrata stuff, but lower back stuff, but really no overloading and no heavy lifting. Um, it's just not, it just doesn't really help a lot with, um, when we can do it sport specific, um, in, uh, in our swim bike run. So, okay. Jenna Dixon, do you change out your wheel set out from race wheels? No, don't train with them. That's a great question, Janet, because uh, always has great questions. This weekend, I saw Lindsay Herbert and a lot of my guys using carbon deep wheels in training. I don't care if you're wealthy enough to have two sets. You do not train with carbon wheels. Firstly, they can easily bust much more easily. Um, they're not as sturdy. Uh, they can go out of true. Um, and it also gives you a huge advantage um, if you go from training wheels, heavier wheels that are more stable and easier to control the bike in training and better for um, cornering and better for descending um, and just more sturdy and less likely to break, um, less likely to wear and tear. If you're training on your race wheels, um, you're you're kind of taking the the edge off them, and they won't be as as beautiful and sparkly and and new and as good at bearings. Because remember, the bearings in race wheels um, sometimes they can be really really expensive, but not last as long as like just plain normal training wheels, just a normal training wheel. So I do not recommend racing training on any sort of carbon wheel at all, especially on the trainer. It will ruin them. So I ban my guys from using any carbon wheels in training. Even people like Marinda use just regular wheels and it may be like a 20 or 30 mil, a little bit, but but definitely not um, carbon rim wheels for training. I just think it's too big a risk and it also, um, it ruins your wheel. And uh, uh, even though your handling can be a little bit different with carbon wheels, I always recommend doing it a few times before the race, like do it like three or four times and then you're kind of used to it. So 
Um, yeah, great question, but no, definitely switch them out. Um, I usually have uh, a cassette, like an 1125 on both my race wheel. So it's a Shimano cassette and the same on my training, 1125, the exact same cassette. Or um, I'm pretty good at just taking it off and putting it on my other wheel. So if you're not great at that, it's actually pretty easy to take off a cassette. It looks harder than it is. So if you have a chain whip and uh, the, the bolt that attaches to get it off, I would probably recommend um, maybe changing it out. Uh, if it's if it's pretty new, you can do that. If it gets older and worn, um, sometimes it wears differently. So you may need to like get a new chain, but um, it's definitely worth having probably two cassettes, um, one on each that are the same uh, as gear ratios. Um, race wheels are definitely faster. There is a huge difference. I would say you're probably gonna be talking at least, I'm thinking somewhere between five watts between on the wheels and up to 15 watts depending on the wheels that you're using and for sure like it can be up to like 10 percent. it's quite a lot <laughs> um okay any other questions you guys what is the maximum bike time you should be doing for ironman training well that depends on what sort of rider you are i mean my guys can get away with five hours even if they're five hour 30 riders and we've had this i think argument a little bit before about marathon running and that people think they need to run a whole marathon in training to practice for marathon it's absolutely bullshit and also absolutely stuffs your body so it's a terrible idea because a marathon will take you to up to two months to recover even if you're running it easy in training 42k is a huge load on your legs on your body on your cardiovascular on your heart on your muscles on your skeletal system on your ligaments and tendons so I would never recommend running a marathon in training just to see if you can make it. If you're doing the right training, you have the right cardiovascular adaptation and the correct all the interval work to lift your threshold and to be doing like threshold work, above threshold work, race pace work, longer efforts um, and doing your really easy runs easy. Uh, you're always, like Leanna showed on the weekend, she did uh, a few weeks ago, she'd never run more than 16K and she made 21 pretty easily and ran amazing. Like I think it was like under 140 or something. So it's not really about um, so much the time that you need to be doing it for. It is that you're having the quality to be able to have the aerobic capacity or engine to do it. And the great thing is that for the run, you're, you get your aerobic engine from the bike. So if you can ride five hours, you're going to be able to run three or four hours in a race if you're only doing two up to two and a half in training for the run. You do not need to go over. I would never recommend going over two hours, 15 because recovery-wise, running as opposed to riding takes a long time to recover from a two-and-a-half-hour run. It just tips you over that edge, and that's that fine line that we've worked out in the last 25 years at coaching at an elite level and racing at a top level. Siri and I have come to a very happy medium that two to two hours 15 is your maximum, and maybe if you're young and not injured, you can get away with a double run that day, but Marinda, myself, all series athletes have on never run more than two hours 15 and if they're going to do a second run it's 30 minutes um at the end of the day so it'd be double run day but very rarely they do that either because it's just too too many chances of getting a risk for injury but that's a great question um and the, for the bike for ironman training i would say if you're going to take more than six hours on the bike if you're up to around seven then um a couple of times out of say the 16 i do a 16 week block usually or 23 weeks but usually 16 because my guys are already so fit um we focus on three-week build-up, one-week brick every four weeks and build, build, build. And we would do maybe two six-hour bikes, two to four at the most over those 16 weeks. If you know you're going to ride seven hours plus, then I would recommend doing at least probably in the 16 weeks, maybe six to eight 
uh, six hour plus rides and you can do up to a seven but I honestly don't really think it's absolutely necessary because come race day when you're so fit and fresh and tapered uh, it's an extra hour is not going to burn you if you practice your nutrition and 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 got all that dialed in so uh, yes you did you're doing some weights not at gym video doing some weights oh that was for my personal training clients i think um when i was doing weights in the gym so i was i think i was doing some chest press and stuff like that that was definitely for not for triathlon specific that was just for um my personal training clients so i don't know if that was on this facebook it probably shouldn't have been but um <laughs> that was me giving tips for um for my one-on-one -on -one personal clients that aren't triathletes if you did want to do something i would say just body weight push-ups, core work, um, a lat pull down in a seated row would be good because we're always bent over like this. So a light weight of 15 reps, lat pull down in a seated row if you're very, very weak in the back. But any pushing exercise is just going to get you forward. So I wouldn't recommend that. I'd recommend pulling. If you had to do a lat pull down in a seated row, I wouldn't be doing any legs if you can really do your glutes glute band walking stuff like that uh, one-legged mobility work and one-legged standing stuff with a one-arm row and things like that but it's got to be really lightweight so um yeah i'm not sure where, where that video was but that probably wasn't definitely wasn't triathlon related um did you talk about ocean siding yes we already talked about that nicole you're late to the game um and i basically said that people remember when you go to look up to breathe look up to sight sorry don't breathe so you breathe you put your head up and you should, you should just have your eyes just up. This is If this is the water, you just bring your head up enough and then roll your head to breathe. You don't actually try and breathe while your head's forward. That's my biggest tip and bilateral. Um, new to the group. Hey, Gerardo's on. I just welcomed you before. Woohoo, welcome. You usually use my road bike. You recommend a mix. Okay, I'm in the group. I usually use my road bike. I recommend a mix of TT in the road for training or just a TT. Oh, that's a great question. So Gerardo, if you're racing, it sounds like you probably are racing time, um, non-drafting. 70.3 or Ironman, I would never, ever recommend using the road bike at all. Um, you have to train your body in the time trial position. The only time we would use it here is if it's snowing and we have to get out on a road bike and we have to have better handling just because of the snow. But it's a completely different setup. You're sitting upright. Um, there's more pressure on your lower back. There's more um, act, different activation, the way your muscles are activated and used. And I just, you've got to adapt to the time trial position. If you're not comfortable on your time trial bike, then you probably need to re reassess it and have a really good bike fit because um, it's very important. And normally, when after a good bike fit, always actually should, you should feel better in your time trial bike, on your time trial bike than your road bike, unless you've got some severe injuries or something like that. But your time trial bike should be way, way more comfortable and it's obviously way faster people have asked me the difference and i would say um example is joseph matter who raced his first one on a road bike um it was probably 45 minutes quicker on his time trial bike so i would say it's at least 15 minutes if not more quicker um possibly more um over a half distance and it's probably 45 to an hour quicker um for for you on time trial bike um in ironman so I would be on your TT bike, Gerardo, as much as you can. You want to train in that position and be in your bars as much as possible. You've got to simulate that body in race position. And for everybody listening, when you do your efforts and stuff, don't be doing them seated or in the bars. Like you want to be in your time trial bars. You don't want to be in your drops or just sit it up. Some of the big gear work is okay to do seated because a lot of the time when you're 
climbing in a race, you're going to be seated anyway. So I always mix it up, do some seated, some in the bars. But it's also great to simulate having time trial position, big gear work, because that's again, simulate those muscles in the big gear. Even though you don't race in the big gear, you're simulating the strength in the time trial position. So how do you discuss weight affects your racing? I'm getting back into I'm heavier runner than I used to be. Would yeah, of course it would help. So anytime you're losing weight, if it's body fat, which I think it would be memos asking about powder weight. Um, anytime you're losing body fat, it's always going to be faster. Because basically your functional threshold power, whether that's for how fast you can run or on the bike, um, is all based on power to weight. And muscle fat is just uh, dead energy. Like it's just, it will just slow you down. There is no way fat unless maybe in the swim when it gives you buoyancy, is going to help you. No body weight will ever help you to go faster. So the leaner you are, the faster you're going to go. Um, it's all based on power to weight. And the same for running. Uh, it gets to a point where you can get too light, um, I guess. Um, but that I doubt that will happen. But if you even look at the Tour de France riders, they're so lean and they're they're very, very thin, but they're also draft. They're not non-drafting, but they're very, very thin and lean. So the leaner you are, the higher your power to weight, um, therefore the faster you are. If you look at someone, perfect example, like Daniel O'Reef and Jan Frodeno, like they are very, very lean and um, but quite muscular and um, super, super, super fast. So the leaner you are, the less body fat, definitely the faster you will go. All right, any other questions, you guys? And remember, oh, I think we talked about this. We touched on this before, uh, Memo. If you're going to lose 10 pounds, people freak out sometimes because when it's uh, – when it's uh, – stationary trainer and you're doing say uh say you had to do a one minute max effort and you're 10 pounds heavier you may be able to push like a couple of watts more because you're 10 pounds heavier but as you get leaner right it may only drop a couple of watts but your power to weight is still obviously higher so remember you've always got to divide it by your weight and a lot of people don't even understand what power numbers mean so that's why it's so frustrating we don't use them but when you get leaner, your numbers are going to go down, but your power to weight, so your watts per kilo are going to go up. So don't forget to add that in because I've had people say to me, oh, I've lost 12 pounds, but oh, my, my power numbers have gone down. It's like, of course it has because you, you, you push more when you're heavier, right? But if you're trying to cut through wind or climb up a hill, it's all relative power to weight. So you're obviously going to go faster if you're lighter. So I hope that makes sense to you guys. It's kind of hard to explain sometimes. Um, any other questions, guys? Thank you for all the wishes too for Siri. I'm just going to see if there's anyone here. Um, she had a great day. We were in Texas and uh, it was a crazy whirlwind trip. And uh, we finally got her, her gluten-free um, red velvet cake and that was awesome. And we couldn't bring it home and it was like this big. It was huge. It was such a shame we couldn't bring it home. But um, yeah, it was an amazing, amazing one day there after being in Australia for, for a week. So we're just glad to be home. But happy um, Memorial Day, you guys. If any of you guys have been military, and I know you're probably scared to ask because I posted this yesterday and then we took it down because we reposted on a Memorial Day. But yesterday we were offering um, three months free for anybody that served. So if any of you guys are listening, um, send us an email, teamseriestriclub at gmail.com. Because if you're, you've served our country, um, our special Memorial Day, we want to give you three months free, please because we want to thank you and honor you um, for allowing us to be as we are. So thank you, guys. Hey, Cam. 
We also have a special ending tonight, guys, midnight, and any of you guys can take advantage of it. Just uh, reach out on email again. Um, and it's, it's half price membership with a free plan. Um, if you've just bought a plan, um, we can work that out and Kim can work out the refund and everything. We always honor everybody that's in the club, but we do have a half price membership with a free plan just till midnight. So if you're thinking of getting one or want one or have just bought one, let us know. Uh, if you just bought one in the last month or so, let us know. Um, we're doing this special um, in honor of Memorial Day. So let us know, you guys. This, I think it's $222 um, for a whole year of membership. So it'll last from now till 12 months time with a free plan. And that's saving about over $700 because the plan, if you buy it by itself, out of the club is $525. So you're saving a lot of money. Um, even if you're in the club, you're still saving 200 plus 222. So you're still saving maybe 422 bucks. So it's worth it. Um, I don't like selling, but I wanted to let you guys know we had that going on. So guys, I'm going to say goodbye now um, because I don't have any more questions. And I would love you all to root for Siri to be on the next live chat. Um, it is her birthday. She, she gets away. Well, it was yesterday, but she's celebrating today with her mom. So she gets away with not being on this one. But let's all make sure that um, you reach out and tell her you want to see her on the live chat on Mondays. Because I, I think she thinks that um, it's okay to just have me and that uh, you guys don't need to have her or want to have her. But I know you really all want to see Siri on here too. So let's let's make sure that she knows that um, that Team Series Tri Club is Beck and Siri, not just the Beck show. So I think she'd love you guys to... Um, to reach out and tell her that if you can. All right, guys, I love you. I miss you. And thank you to all my amazing athletes who came on the weekend. It was incredible. We had amazing four or five days. Um, we are going to do for everyone in the club a free camp, um, a one-day camp, a free camp sometime this year where anybody can come. And we're going to run a whole full day of swim, bike, run. Anyone in the club can come. And uh, it's just our way of giving back. We decided we're going to do that. So we don't know what day yet, but we will let you know. And we hope that some of you can join us. Bye, guys. Happy Memorial Day. Thank you, Cameron Langsford, for all you do. You're freaking amazing.